the direct internal thing that goes on with, with an employee when they transform from a I don't know a caterpillar. I don't know what a baby dragon is. Or it's a dragon. <laughs> but for, say you're an, an employee. Yes. That uh, it has a, a, a CEO or a leader that wants to empower dragons in their company, but you've only yep. been an employee until you went to work for this leader that's treating you like a dragon. Fantastic. What is the, what, what is the relationship between what's happening internally to that employee uh, in terms of meaning that's taking them from just an average employee that doesn't care to a dragon? What is meaning, what's going on internally that's yeah. in, turning them from a caterpillar into a drag, you know, a caterpillar employee that's just gestating and hanging out and doing nothing into yep. a dragon employee. What is the actual internal mechanism going on? For that? that is a great, great question. So here's the thing is that if you're in that, that stasis before becoming a dragon, before being in a, a dragon environment, an environment that supports you being a dragon, finding your fire, then you are doing a J-O-B just over broke you're doing a job in order to survive and that's fine that's fine but it's probably not very satisfying and one of the reasons for that is that you probably don't feel heard you don't feel like your voice matters and this is vital to human beings so again in the hierarchy of needs one of the things that matters to us is significance we need to know that we matter and when you have a leader who is a dragon leader, who's, who's bringing up dragons inside of the organization, they are giving you voice and they are not just listening with the intent of just, okay, yeah, just get it out and have it said, but listening with the intent of agility, with the intent of cognitive agility, what do you have to offer here? What happens to that person inside is they begin to feel they matter this is vital they that's matter what, that's what meaning does connecting that's them. what meaning does that's the connective tissue i matter in this organization so there's a wonderful story and i just want to give everybody the understanding of this in a very real way so a man was walking through some place in europe and as he see he's walking through the place he sees a man laying bricks and he says to the man what are you doing and he says i'm laying bricks and he walks a little further along the where this wall is that this man's laying the bricks and he sees another guy doing that. And he says, what are you doing? He says, I'm building a wall. He goes, oh, that's interesting. The guy's laying bricks, you're building a wall. Cool. Walks a little bit further and he sees another guy working on exactly the same wall, doing exactly the same job. And he says, what are you doing? And he says, I'm devoting my life to God. And the man says, what do you mean? He goes, I'm building a, I'm building a cathedral. Well, well, where people will come and worship the divine. That's the difference between meaning and a job. Okay. And have you uh, always been a dragon? Were you born a dragon? Or, and, ha or, and if not, how did you become one? You know, that's a great question. I think that inherently I've always been a dragon. And what I mean by that is that my life has been driven by meaning. Every part of my life has been driven by meaning. But I can remember many occasions, as probably you can listening, and certainly you too, Jamie, where people have wanted to throw a wet blanket on top of that fire that's inside of me and wanted me to conform and be something that I'm not. 
But what I've realized is that in my work, by, by fanning those flames that are inside everybody else, that that dragon can arise in all of us. And when we do that, they are so much more productive. And what's, it's not just productive, but it's not even creative. All those things are wonderful. It's not even just loyalty and engagement. You have happier people. Your people are excited to come to work. You talk about this concept uh, in your work of dragon fire. What, what is dragon fire? So that, that's a great question. So dragon fire, I believe, exists within all of us. I want to be really clear. It exists within all of us. It doesn't mean that all of us will, will, will tap into it. Not all of us will express it. Most of us will subdue it and suppress it in order to fit in. And so here's what I want you to grasp about your dragon fire and becoming a dragon. We live in a world where we're trying to fit in. It is part of our DNA. It is part of our psyche to want to belong in a place. And instead of belonging, we try to fit in. And I want you to imagine trying to fit something into a closet that's already full. You'd have to twist it and bend it and, and contort it to shove it in there and make sure that it fit and then jam the door behind it and hopefully forget about it. You don't want to do that as a human being. Instead of doing that, you want to belong. There's a place that's waited for you to spread your wings and come to. And that is what being a dragon is, is to find that place or to create that place within you where your fire is put forward. Yes, I've always had that within me and I've always recognized that in me. And maybe that makes me somewhat unusual, but I, I've seen that in others. And when I meet a person, I recognize that in them. And oftentimes that can be like, whoa, hold on, what do you mean? But seeing that in you allows you the permission to really spread your wings. and so make. you've been doing this your whole life, but some people go through a transformation. I, I, I see people go through this transformation. In Did you tell me what Dragon Fire was? Did I tell you what it was? Yeah. I mean, you have this concept of like uh, people being, you know, going through difficulty Mm -hmm. which is which is light and and and, consi and and being persistent in life no matter what yes. they get hit with mm -hmm. and then they come out a more powerful person and you call that being burnt like being like you know you call that being formed by dragon fire is that something that you want to talk yes. about yes yeah so what i want to explain to people is that 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 the seeds of that dragon are within you you and within that is the fire of who you are but in most cases, not always, but in most cases, there needs to be fire. Like in the Legends of Dragons, that's why I love the Legends of Dragons. In the Legends of Dragons, that dragon is only birthed in fire. There has to be fire. Now, what is fire? It's an experience where you feel burned. It might have been a bankruptcy. It might have been a diagnosis. It might have been loss of somebody that you love or a heartbreak or a bankruptcy. There's a million ways it can happen, but it feels like the end of you. And it's supposed to because it's supposed to let who you were burn away. And from that, your dragon is birthed. Your fire is ignited. You're brought forward. So what I'm hearing is there's kind of two ways that people can become themselves. If, you know, sometimes when people go through a hard time, they're broken. If they're not, that can turn somebody into a dragon yes. and having, or having a dragon leader empowering them and treating them like a dragon can also form a very powerful person. There's like two paths to it. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you've got your own path and, and finding that through, as you said, through what can often be uh, a great challenge. But you can, you as a leader, yeah, but what I'm also, do that to others. What, what, yeah, that's what, what I'm hearing just very specifically for those leaders out there that might be listening is that for those people that went through difficult experiences and they just have a job and they're working for you and they're kind of not really in touch with their internal, as you call it, dragon fire, mm-hmm. um, a person like that that didn't get catalyzed and, and empowered by hardship but actually got crushed by it. Yes. You're telling me that somebody that's a true dragon leader by applying meaning can uh, bring what that crushed person into themselves through the power of meaning. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too highfalutin. Well, I just want to, I want to push back a little bit and give one little piece of clarity on that. So it's not about giving meaning. It's about eliciting meaning. Okay. Okay. So, so, so that's an important distinction because I don't want to give you my meaning. I, I want you. to elicit from you yours, and f- so that you can find an ali- so you can find an alignment where those two fires come together and create. And that is a that's a synergistic response where the two flames come together and create something far greater. Oh yeah. I mean, I just did this on a branding project for a company that had no identity, and they they both found meaning through the leaders and the employees where they found a joint meeting was the fact that it was an Oregon legacy company that had been around for 75 years and that there's certain values that we have here in the Northwest, Mm -hmm. whether it's environmental stewardship, craft, making things a certain way. And that was something, even though the employees and the leadership might be totally different generations and totally different, come from different worlds, they both really connect to those values. So that's what the employers did to, to empower the company with meaning because everybody agreed on that. So um, before we, uh, uh, we move on, I want to ask you one more connection about this kind of idea of how anyone can become a dragon. And I want to do it through uh, a story, a question that I asked Kevin Carroll one time. And Kevin Carroll sure. is a guy that Dove and I both know who's an incredible performance coach. He was the head trainer for the Philadelphia 76ers. This is the guy that was abandoned by his parents when he was six years old who were addicts. He was the head trainer for the Sixers. Uh, He's a social change agent. He's one of the top public speakers uh, in the world. And, you know, one time I asked him the question of, okay, uh, where he was talking about the power of purpose, Mm -hmm. uh, just in relation to individual humans. And I said to him, well, you know, Kevin, what if you're a garbage man? How does a garbage man find their purpose? And he said, hey, and I would just want you to comment in relation to what Kevin's response was and, sure. and, and related back to dragons. Absolutely. So Kevin said that, hey, back in the East Coast, he knew some guys that were garbage men and they loved it. And they loved it because they were outdoors. They were working with their hands. They got incredible benefits. They got incredible pay. And so... Um, it a lot, uh, the two guys that he knew that were garbage men were fisher were fishermen, and they loved that this job allowed them to afford and be able to pursue their passion. So they almost saw the job, or you know, in relation to what it would do for their family, what it would do for their passions. Um, can that cause someone to you know, like if a job? I don't know if you kind of understand what I'm saying, but if you have a job that's maybe kind of a boring rote job, um, can, how do you find, you know, meaning in it? 
So first of all, uh, I, I love Kevin's answer because I don't believe there's such a thing as a boring by rote job unless it is a boring by rote job for you. And that's, that's the, the bricklayer key. example. That's the bricklayer example. Right. So that's the subjectivity of it. So the, the, the question is, can I bring, remember, it's elicited. So okay. can I bring meaning to this? If I can't bring meaning to this, what can I? So, you so know, even an evolution of Kevin's story would mean a garbage person could, a garbage, I want to be, don't want to be sexist, a garbage person <laughs> sure. uh, could be, um, could have a view that they're really contributing to the world by keeping it clean rather than just doing a rogue job. They're yeah, outside I'm, I'm, they're, and, they're, and they're contributing to the world. You can actually create meaning in that beyond just the fact of what it's doing for their personal life, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And so this, and again, I want to be clear here because this is not positive thinking. So at this point, there may be somebody who's going, oh yeah, well, we just got to get our think, people to think positive about these, um, these buy route jobs. No, 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 no. It's not about positive thinking. This is about eliciting meaning. What does this mean to you? I'll give you an example. We were working with a company, um, and when we were pulled into work with this company, I we was like, ooh, this could be interesting, because this was a pipe-fitting organization. They make pipe fittings for everybody, for governments, for, for councils. I mean, sure. huge, right? And we were, like, working with them, and they're, they're very meat and potatoes, blue-collar guys, who have all, you know, who started the business and have run the business, turn it into hundreds of millions of dollars organization that is national, sure. But we wanted to do this work with them and they wanted us to do the work and they wanted to unite their workforce. And what we got to was that the founder who was the most resistant to the idea of doing meaning work, of doing this purpose work was like, he became a full blown dragon. He was so empowering of everybody because he said, Oh my God, we've been looking at our business completely wrong. We build communities. Oh, I love that. I love that. We build communities. He goes, a community can't exist without us. We build communities. And so his salespeople, everybody who was in that room was suddenly like completely on fire. Were they doing the same job as they were doing yesterday? Absolutely. But the meaning had shifted. It wasn't a positive thinking. And then I asked each one individually, how does this relate to you? And they all came up with their own individual fire to that purpose. I they it. add I their it. fire to the purpose. I get it. I love, I love, love, love that example for a company. I don't think there could be a better example. Um, now I'd like to, for you to give me an example of this. I would like you to give me a very specific example. You don't have to say the person's name. Mm-hmm of someone that you know, an individual yes. in the world that yes. you know mm -hmm. that was very small and then through their journey, whether it was through their own hardship or whether it was through a dragon leader, formed into a massive, giant, and powerful dragon. So the tiniest of the tiny to a powerful dragon. Can you give me an example of any individual in the world that you've observed that happen to? So are you talking about somebody that I've personally worked with? doesn't have to be somebody you work with. It could be somebody you've observed or somebody you know. It could be a friend. It could be mm. somebody you read about. But just an example of that. Well, I can certainly think of somebody I worked with who I met uh, about 15 years ago who was in the financial services world uh, doing a J-O-B. 
and was certainly ambitious, but struggling constantly with it and sabotaging themselves at every possible level, personally, emotionally, relationally, uh, and in business at every possible level. Um, and we went to work on helping this person to find out what was their dragon fire. What was this person's real dragon fire? And more importantly, how were they throwing the wet blanket on their own fire? Certainly other people had done it, but how were they doing it? Because if you can do that with your leaders, you can bring amazing things about. That person went on from that to recreate themselves into the industry that they, they now went into. From there, this person who you have actually met um, has gone to become in the top 5% in the world at what it is he does in the field. And it's not just financial uh, industry anymore. Now he works with some of the wealthiest families in the world, guiding and directing them. I, I, I know you're talking about, I didn't realize that when he came, when you first met him, he was living a small life in all categories. I thought maybe he came to you successfully. No, he, okay. he was living a small life in, in all categories <laughs> okay. and would openly say that he, he was very self-destructive and has gone on to do amazing things. I and mean, you know, because you've met him. Okay. So last question. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is how or why does teaching CEOs and letter and lead and other leaders mm -hmm. about meaning yes. loyalty and leadership through the metaphor uh, through the dragon metaphor. Why is the dragon metaphor um, teaching them through this metaphor? How does that benefit them? And why is that the best way to communicate um, these ideas of improving loyalty, improving meaning and improving leadership? Why does using metaphor or storytelling the best way to get some you know, uninspired, you know, in the case of the pipe fitting guy, sure. uh, the best way to get them to get this idea and care and change. Why metaphor? That, that's a great question. And I'm going to answer it by helping everyone to understand this. We are meaning generating beings and we live our lives by story. It's not my opinion. It's what we've done. If you look back through history, you'll see that even before we could write, we told stories. When we listen to a story, we learn things in a way we could never learn them before. And when we look at these mythological creatures like dragons, we look at what, I, what is the message inside of it. And it is always subjective. We are left to, 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 to find the deliciousness in the story. What is it that, that, that sets us alight inside of it? So the number one reason is because that's where human beings have associated meaning is in story. Everything in your life comes from a story. Think about anything you have as a memory. It's a story now. Think about where you want to go in your future. It's a story. Now think about what would be powerful in that story. So what I just want you to do is to, I'm going to ask you to do this right now as an exercise. I want you to stop and I want you to think for a moment and I want you to imagine a dragon with your name. Is this me or the listener? You and the listener. You okay, can do it too. Okay, okay, all right. I, I want it. you to think of as a I got dragon. it. I got it in my head. All right. Dragon and the dragon has your name. I want you to picture that dragon. 
Sure. I want you to recognize what color that dragon is. I want you to notice if the fire that it breathes is the same color as normal fire, or is it a different color? And I want you to just flap your wings as that dragon and go above. And now I want you to imagine that you're looking down on the world and there's two things. One is a lie that is pervasive in our world that you want to set fire to, that you just want to eliminate. And then I want you to find something small that needs to just become magnificently large that you can go down and breathe fire into and that will ignite it to give it power and give it force. That is where your dragon fire is. And that is, when we, when we picture these metaphors, we understand, we get outside. This is what's wonderful about these metaphors, is they allow us out of the confines of our limited thinking. They allow us to be expansive. This is why we're drawn to the Marvel superheroes. I get it. It's okay. this idea that we are so much bigger because the truth of the matter is you are so much bigger. You did not get your dreams by accident. They are your heart and soul crying out for expression in the world. You are a dragon and you are meant to breathe fire. You are meant to spread your wings and you are meant to make massive change in the world. And you can only do that through meaning and by eliciting the meaning of the people that you serve. So stories move people and stories move the world. You got it. Thank you very, very much for taking the time for, for this incredibly interesting conversation, at least for me, to have it with you. Um, Dove Barron, uh, I am Jamie Mustard, the iconist, the author of uh, The Iconist, The Art and Science of Standing Out. And this has been uh, a very, uh, a journey of a conversation with the dragonist, Dove Barron. Thank um, you, Jamie. Thank oh, you so much for inviting me to, to, to do this. And I really appreciate you, you interviewing me. It's an honor to be interviewed by the iconist. <laughs> well, I think, I, I, I think it was a, a really interesting meeting of the minds. Absolutely. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening.